Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore new Facebook apps, changes to pages, and a lot more with Mari Smith. If Facebook is an important part of your marketing, you're going to want to stick around and hear what we have to say. I'm Mike Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to go deeper, check out our Social Media Marketing Workshops, where you will get in-depth training on organic and paid marketing on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can find those links by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash WS21. And now for this week's guest, Mari Smith is the leading expert on Facebook marketing and the author of the new Relationship Marketing. She's also a popular speaker and regular guest on my other show, the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Mari. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here talking about my favorite subject. <laughs> so we've got a lot to talk about. The pages stuff is going to come up, but I first want to start with some of the acquisitions. Facebook has made some acquisitions and rolled out some new tools. And let's just kind of go through a couple of them and what it might mean maybe for marketers and maybe for the future of Facebook. You bet. You bet. I guess the first and foremost is the one called Customer. With a K. Yeah, with a K, which is kind of weird. Customer, but with spelled with a K. So this actually almost kind of quietly flew by with not a lot of the news media necessarily picking up on it and talking about it and publishing about it. And what was astonishing is that it was a billion dollar acquisition. Those were numbers that uh, were not necessarily revealed, but then like there's an article in TechCrunch, you're like, yep, good sources, trusted sources. So this was the 80. Eighth acquisition, 88th acquisition since wow. Facebook's inception. There's a big list on, on Wikipedia acquisitions and mergers, but it was absolutely one of their biggest. It was about one of their fourth biggest. You got Inst obviously WhatsApp was the biggest ever, and then Instagram for sure, and then a couple others related to Oculus and the whole VR world. But this customer acquisition, what is customer? It's an omni channel CRM platform, customer relationship management platform, which which I, I really am excited to see what Facebook does with it because it's the fusion of phone, email, web chat messaging. It's more than a, like a chatbot platform. And it's really a significant sign of what Facebook is intending to do strategically. They have to keep iterating and offer more robust business products or products to the business world because competition is heating up, right? With TikTok, Snapchat, et cetera. So having this more robust product offering that allows Facebook to really kind of lock businesses into the Facebook ecosystem. So time will tell how they really integrate this customer uh, platform. It's going to bring conversations from various channels, right? So all, it says various channels and what I've been studying and reading about it, 
I don't know that that would mean like all the other social networks, but it might. And into a single screen view, this is really exciting for businesses so that you can automate some repetitive tasks, of course, but then you can also have this more comprehensive customer service offering that's, yes, there's part automated, part agent controlled or agent served. It's faster and richer. It's available however people need it. So I think it's a great acquisition and really telling what Facebook's uh, up to in that that direction. It's kind of, if it's a CRM, a customer relationship management system, it kind of sounds like what Salesforce might be doing, right? Because you know how Salesforce has acquired some companies, and I think that they were thinking about acquiring TikTok at one point. I, I could be mistaken, but it's fascinating how we're starting to see Facebook starting to focus more on like the business tool side of things, right? Isn't it? They have to, you know, Mike, it's interesting because, for example, total sidebar, but related. So Facebook Workplace, which is kind of like Facebook Slack or, you know, project management system, community, corporate internal internal social network, really. And uh, they just recently did away with their free plan. So you can't even get the workplace for free. It's like, okay, you come and you're going to pay for it. So we can see what Facebook's doing is that they're all, I mean, Zuckerberg's always been brilliant at this to keep his eye on way, way, way into the horizon to see like, where might they notice a little dip in certain revenue streams? Well, certain rounds, like 98% of the revenue stream is ads, but it really makes them a little more stronger and resilient to have additional sources of revenue. So my guess here is with this customer, the K CRM system, is that at some point they'll be rolling it out and there'll be some paid plans, no doubt. Let's talk about Facebook Collab. What is that exactly? That's a brand new tool, right? Relatively new, right? You know, what's interesting is I think it's, they could have come up with a different name because then there's, I know we'll talk about in a moment by collabs, uh, brand collabs, there's brand collabs and just, there's actually, even if you Google it, there's other apps called collab. It's a popular term, but just so the viewers and listeners know, this is one of many, many apps and products that shipped, developed, created, shipped by Facebook's NPE and NPE stands for new product experimentation. And that is exactly what they do. They experiment all the time. They've shipped it as an experimental app. So what Facebook Collab is, it just launched mid-December. Originally was launched in beta in May of last year. And it's a way, it's really clever. It's kind of put together in an answer to both TikTok and also the lockdown. So musicians that can't do in-person concerts, they can collaborate on the Facebook Collab app in a, a selection of three 15-second independent videos, they're kind of stacked on top of each other. I was checking it out. It's really quite exciting what they've done. So the collab could be like a guitarist and then a drummer and then a singer. And Facebook and the NPE department, they've done a really good job of, of syncing. You know, have you ever seen some like like musicians or artists are trying to collaborate and maybe they're like the most important thing is you got to be on the beat. You got to be synchronized properly. Is this just a fun, fun app? And there's a a great story put out by TechCrunch uh, mid-December when the app first came out to the public in the, in the app store. And they're talking about where, you know, certain artists uh, have managed to amass as much as like 43 million streams. Uh, this one artist, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's M-O-R-G-X-N, Morgan with a X. <laughs> but but uh, I, I, there's apparently some actual, you know, you know, accomplished musicians as well as up and coming folks that really like the whole, uh, you know, just, just, 
play music or sing or or even if you are not a musician, you can collab in that app and make your own kind of versions based on what's there already. Mari, is it a live experience or is it something that you're doing like um, recording kind of experience? Do you know? I don't know that, but I, my, my, from what I've read, I'm pretty sure it's recorded. It's a bit like, like reels, right? So that you would create this video and then it's available. Mm, got it. Okay. There's this other cool tool called egg E.GG. Talk to us about what this is. Well, maybe this is Facebook's answer to Pinterest or something. It's the, again, it's come from the NPE, the new product experimentation department. It's an experimental collage making app. And it's like a magazine style free form page that you can make from your phone. You can create and share what they call canvases. Uh, it's a mix between kind of artsy collages created using a combination of get this text, images, and or GIFs, because GIFs, Facebook acquired Giphy in May of last year. So everything you make in this egg app can be on its own unique URL. It can, you know, others huh. can view it. You can share it. Big point, one more point to make on this, Mike, is that, you know, Facebook's constantly striving to attract and retain younger and younger demographics because they're the ones that tend to be attracted to TikTok, Snapchat, competition. And it was around November of last year that Facebook reported a 2 million decline in daily active users in the US and Canada. And so they're like, ah, let's try to ship some more apps that might, you know, <laughs> capture. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you this, like sometimes they come out with features that are part of Instagram or Facebook and other times they come out with apps. Yeah. So what's the rationale? Why do they keep spinning out apps? Like, are they testing things and then they'll roll it into Facebook and Instagram? Is that the idea? That is absolutely the idea. And it could be that, or it could be like, let's say collab really took off and, and got, you know, hundreds of millions of, of users. I don't know what any of the stats probably haven't released them yet, but that could end up being a standalone app because some of these mm. may be just too, too bulky, you know, too, too feature rich to be baked into some of their, their, the, well, the big, you know, Facebook or Instagram. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's transition now that you guys have some apps to play with, right? We talked about customer, which is an acquisition, K-U-S-T-O-M-E-R, Colab, which is an app, and Egg, E.GG, um, which is a collage making app. I would love to talk about pages. So there's been some changes, Mari, specifically to Facebook pages. What do we need to know as marketers? What are the changes that you want to let us know about? Okay. So just the other week, Facebook introduced uh, what they are calling their new pages experience. And I thought it was really fascinating. We just finished talking about NPE stands for new product experimentation, but <laughs> here we have another NPE acronym and it's new pages experience. It was just rolled out on January 6th and there's numerous different features. The main one that we should hone in on is the fact that Facebook is getting rid of the like button on pages and focusing only on followers, which, shoo, mm. hallelujah, it's been so confusing because if you go to a page and you see it's got so many likes and so many followers. Now, hopefully the vast majority of business pages have more followers than they do likes. And the bizarre thing, Mike, is that Facebook set it up so that someone could like a page and then they could unfollow it. So if you've liked a page and you've unfollowed it, you wouldn't be able to reach them in the newsfeed. The only way to reach them is through ads. 
And sometimes people just like to show support of a brand or a business by liking it, but they don't want to see their updates in the feed. You could also follow a page without liking it. And what Facebook's come right out and said is that follow is a better signal to the algorithms that that person wants to see the updates. They have a greater chance. Of course, you know, organic reach is low, uh, but nonetheless, they're now going to call it classic pages in the new page experience. It is optional. You don't have to make this switch. But as with the FB5, which was their major design overhaul, which I think most of the world now has the new FB5 desktop design, that my best guess here, Mike, is that eventually, maybe like six, eight, maybe 12 months from now, we will all have this new page experience because during the transition, it's probably going to get a little rocky, don't you think? Just to clarify this new page experience that is optional. Yeah. Like explain that because I'm a little confused because I know we were talking about fans versus followers and the new page experience. Like what are the options? How do we choose? Explain, Explain that a little bit. So as far as I know, because Facebook hasn't revealed all the details that you will know as a page admin, either mobile or desktop, when you get access to the option to switch on the new page experience, you will be able to say there'll be a notice at the top of your page. It'll be pretty obvious uh, on desktop or mobile. Now, when you make the switch, what happens to be really aware of that, and I have a post pinned to the top of my Facebook page, one of my highest reaching posts ever. I can tell it's a hot topic. It's got over a thousand shares on it. And that is that anybody who has liked your page but not followed it will disappear into the ethers. And so, well, you know, disappear, but you know what I mean? So then... If you get to this new page experience, which is also an updated design, there's a different type of navigation, there's updated admin controls as well. So it's not just the like button and the follows. Let's say you do it and you have, you make the switch once you get access and you're there for about a week and you're like, "Mm, yeah, okay, this isn't for me. I'm going to switch back. Now, Facebook will give you the option to switch back to classic, but then they have all this, this information that says, Oh, well, just be aware, any ads that you created with the new page experience, well, you can't edit them, any content you posted. It's like all kinds of things to be aware of. So I would not make that change lightly. So just to be clear, Mm. is the new page experience only just showing your followers or is there other changes that are also quote unquote part of this experience? Because I'm trying to understand why anybody would want to switch to it at all. I know. I hear you. I hear you. So apparently there's a redesigned layout. We haven't even seen screenshots. All they've shown us screenshots of is the, like the switch, the, where you would make the switch. The redesigned layout. Oh, well, we should probably talk about the dedicated newsfeed. I think that that in and of itself is probably going to be a big hook for page owners. I, I do feel like we'll get over this kind of bumpy, sticky phase of like, oh my gosh, you make the change and then it's, uh, you just stick. If you're going to make the change, I would recommend just, you know, sticking with it, but there's more information and there's blog posts and everything from Facebook, but they have what's coming out as a, a dedicated newsfeed. And you know, what's interesting is this is different from the current pages newsfeed that you see at the top left of your navigation. When you go to your page, it says newsfeed under home. This is when you're looking at your pages as an admin. Newsfeed is all the content from the pages that you've liked as your page. 
But what they're bringing out in this new pages experience is a dedicated newsfeed, which is, um, they're saying it's how to, you'll be able to discover and join conversations, follow trends, interact with your peers and your fans. My guess is at some point they'll bring in ads into this new feed. And it seems that it's basically a new way for, to get more reach hopefully more organic reach, more visibility to connect and expand where you are interacting with other pages in this newsfeed. Fascinating. So does it sound like to you, and and I know we're just speculating here, but does it sound like to you that they're trying to create something new for people to quote unquote subscribe to this, this new pages feed? And, you know, can you speculate, like, how are people going to get there in the first place? You know, is it going to be like a new tab in the mobile app is what you're thinking just for pages? Does this mean that pages are going to disappear from the news feed? I mean, these are the questions that go through my brain. I know. They just really have not made it too obvious. They've got a whole FAQ section. The, the new pages feed is actually on the page. It's the page that's going to access it and view it. The page oh. is actually... The one that okay. has. So let's talk about how important really is the page as a destination now? Like, talk to us a little bit about that because it seems like it's not really that big of a destination on Facebook anymore, the page itself, right? Because it shows up in the newsfeed mostly when you post things. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, as a destination, if someone wants to come back to look at specific content, pin posts, maybe catch up on some videos that they missed or some live shows, if somebody has a weekly show, they can go to the playlist. But I hear what you're saying in terms of a destination. And I think that, you know, they recently changed Facebook, took away what was called see first, and it's now called favorites, and it's under the follow setting. So you can favorite a page and you can get up to 30 people or uh, like profiles or pages in your favorites feed. What's going on behind the scenes, Mike? And this is where starting pre-election last year, Facebook began to really tighten up like the back end of things. They, remember they launched a business suite. Business suite is for a kind of a light version of business manager. And what it is, is they want to make sure that the people running pages are verified, legit. They've got their domain verified. They got their email. When I say verified, I'm not talking the blue check verified. It's basically you're proving that you own this domain. And yes, this is your email. There's a place to do all that inside business manager. So without getting too overwhelming and com- complexified. It's like the new pages experience. I honestly believe that Facebook's kind of dressed up some of these features that are public facing, like the follower, like the new pages feed. But there's some really strategic reasons behind the scenes of why Facebook is making this change. And my absolute best guess is it's to do with security, it's to do with mitigating bad actors, it's to do with advertising, making sure that it's, you know, legit advertisers. So just to be clear, yeah. just to summarize some of what I think that you have said earlier is that there is the option for someone to, who admins a page to go ahead and flip on this new experience and go back yeah. for now, but eventually everyone will be moved to this new experience. That's your understanding. Is that correct? They have not come right out and said that, that everyone will be moved to the new experience, but I cannot imagine like ad infinitum that we're going to have these two different types of pages floating around. 
Do you know right. what I mean? It's at some point Facebook's going to come along and like they did with the FB5 for the longest time, we could switch back to classic design. And then it's like, poof, nope, you've got it. And there's no turning back. And I think most of the world has now switched to that new design. You know, I wonder if this is an evolution in the thinking of Facebook, because you remember in the past, we would just wake up and things would be changed, Mari. And then we would be like, oh my gosh, it's all changed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is their way of like being evolved a little bit more, like getting feedback from people, seeing what they like, what they don't, because they did that when they switched over to the new look of Facebook, right? You had the chance to give feedback. So I wonder if this is just going to be the new normal with Facebook, where they're going to allow you to try and switch back. And then they're going to track how many people switched back, whether they stuck, all that kind of stuff. What do you think? I totally agree. And there'll be places to report bugs because no doubt there'll be things that won't, won't work properly. I mean, it's a major shift. And my goodness, one of the biggest questions I've been getting in from my audience is how is this going to impact ads? Because previously we, you target likes, you target interests of somebody who's liked a page. They're going to have to at some point make that flip a switch in the ads manager and go, okay, now you're going to target a page's followers and your own followers. And I think it's a big cumbersome mess that Facebook created themselves. I don't know why they had like and follow, but now it's like suddenly they realize this is complicated. Let's make it simple. But to get to the site of simple, we're going to have to go through some hoops here as this page owners and business owners and figuring out, okay, you know, like for example, I, I've been telling my audience, look, before, if, as and when you get the option and before you make the switch, I'm going to recommend that you make a post, maybe do some lives, maybe even email your list and just point out, do a little video even, make sure you're following my page. Because people, maybe they liked it years and years ago and they completely didn't even realize that they'd unfollowed it. So mm. try to capture as many of your likers who are not followers, convert them to followers, then make the change, right? So that's one approach, one tip for you. Awesome. Okay, so, so far we've talked about a bunch of new apps that Facebook has either acquired or rolled out. We've talked about the changes coming to the, the page layouts. Do we know whether, like when this ability to switch is coming or is it, have you heard from some people that they've already got the ability to switch or is it in the next few weeks or months? I have heard that some users and uh, countries have already gotten it. And uh, if I just triple check here on the timing of it, Facebook says, this is just the beginning. We'll continue to roll out the new pages experience to all pages in the upcoming month. And that was just on January 6th. So it's fairly Got imminent. It. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about brand collaborations. Recently, there's been some changes uh, or additions to what is available for brand collaborations. Maybe explain to those that don't know what a brand collaboration is on Facebook and then maybe what's new with that. Sure. So it's a feature that came out a little while ago and probably many, many years. I have it. Uh, folks will find it in their creator studio. If you go to creator studio and then monetization down the left-hand side, that's where you'll find brand collabs manager or BCM, they sometimes shorten it to. And what that is, is that there are organizations, other businesses, brands who are looking to find, in essence, influencers. And that could be micro, nano, macro, whatever, any size influencer, or you know people that have a specific audience of all sizes that might want to promote or offer that brand's products or services. So one of the things that changed recently is that Facebook, well, they've had it for pages for a while. So for example, just to point this out, and it's also on Instagram where the feature I'm talking about, not the brand clubs manager is not on Instagram. 
but it's where it's the little handshake icon. When you make a post that you're getting paid for by a third party, it's a collaboration, a partnership, a sponsorship, then it's going to come up and it will actually be flagged paid partnership. This is a paid partnership. Everybody's probably seen that in all kinds of different posts uh, that you, from people you follow and brands you follow. So it's a disclosure. So you're basically disclosing to your audience is to be FTC compliant, right? The Federal Trade Commission. So that you're saying, hey, I got money to make this post or do this live. And here's, I'm telling you, I'm making it publicly known. So what happens is the Brand Collabs Manager is where brands can submit a brief of what they might be looking for, including how much they are paying, if anything. There's a lot of ones that are, are for free. <laughs> and then you can look at these, they're literally called project briefs. And you can decide, okay, I want to, well, I think I'll, I'll put my hat in the ring for that one, or maybe not this one. And then the most recent thing, Mike, that's changed is that Facebook's brought that brand collapse manager out to groups. So to be clear, it's only public groups. And it's only public groups of a thousand members or more. So that's the two criteria. If you want to see if your group's eligible, you'd go to facebook.com slash collabs manager slash start slash group. And I know you've got all your show notes. You can put that in. But that when you when you go to that URL, it will show you every single group that you admin. Now I all my groups are private. I don't actually run any public groups. But uh, and by the way, once it gets over a certain size, you cannot change a private group to public. So you know, one of my groups got 15,000 members. So, but we like it private. So the cool thing is as a page owner or now also as a public group owner, the thousand members or more, you could potentially find some project briefs from brands that are like wanting to pay you to promote their content to your group. Does that make sense? Totally. So I'm trying to rationalize how this would work. I would imagine there'd just be a paid post from the brand into the group, you think? Is that kind of how you, you imagine it would work? Exactly. It's very similar to the page. It practically identical. So the group owner would put a post detailing whatever the partnership is about. And there'll just simply be a little label that say paid partnership. Uh-huh. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So that way the group owners could begin to monetize their group, basically is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Now, yeah. I wonder why it's only public. That's kind of strange, don't you think? You know, knowing Facebook, it's probably just a test. Like we were saying earlier, they're going to test it out with some public groups, maybe because public groups tend to have more members. I don't know. Mm. Um, but we'll see. If it's really popular, then maybe at some point um, they'll offer it to private groups too. Who knows? Is this, do you think, the beginning of um, Facebook allowing monetization options for groups? Or has there already been other ways that groups can make money off of Facebook? Yeah, because I just checking my notes here it was August of last year that Facebook added the branded content tag to groups. So you could do, you could actually do those. What's new as of, when did they just announce that? Literally very recently that the collabs manager, uh, December 10, that, that, so, so now you can actually see a list of project briefs that you could potentially select from. Now I will tell you, that I have at the moment that I see 15 project briefs in my own collabs manager on my page. And there's, you know, most everything that I see is just absolutely not a fit for me. It's like beauty companies or companies that are just got products. Can't you, can't you do your own collabs though? And somehow can't you find your own sponsors and somehow post into a group and maybe use that little tag? And then that way 100%. it's like, yeah, sorry to confuse. So they're two totally separate things. So, okay. 
Collabs Manager is in essence, Facebook's way of, you know how there's those third-party apps? Yeah. It bridges people with uh, buyers with, you know, audiences, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or affiliates or ambassadors. That's what Facebook's trying to do with this Collabs Manager. I see. And whereas it's really a totally separate product or feature is the paid partnership tag. Absolutely. You can do your own partnerships all day long. And that's just your way of labeling that that you got paid for that post. I mean, you know, like on Twitter, you just put hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored. Um, Instagram does have the branded content tag. Um, but Facebook continues to roll out these different ways of monetization, right? They've got the stars. They've got obviously in-stream ads, paid online events, fan subscriptions. And so many of them, I feel, Mike, unless you've got this ginormous audience, you're not going to make that much money. So what I teach my audience is, look, focus on your own offers. Sell your own products, services, courses, trainings, whatever it is that you offer the world. Focus on that for monetization. Don't get drawn in too much to Facebook saying, hey, you can monetize and you think you're going to pay your mortgage with Facebook's offerings. Maybe you can, maybe you can. And I don't mean the brand collabs thing because maybe you get you could do really well. That's the major source of my revenue is, is actually a brand ambassador work. So I, you know, I love it. Excellent. Mara, you're going to be doing a two-hour live training in our upcoming social media marketing workshops called How to Radically Improve Your Organic Facebook Marketing. Can you give us kind of a quick 60-second overview of what people will discover if they come to your two-hour live training? Absolutely. And I love that uh, that you're doing this uh, workshop series because, you know, Facebook's an incredibly complex topic. Most people are frustrated that organic reach is challenging. It's somewhere around five and a half percent on average of the audience you can reach. But the good news is, you know, I've been doing this 14 years now, Mike, and there are very, very specific and proven methodologies for reaching, engaging, connecting with your audience and converting them into actual results and revenue. That's what I'm going to be teaching in my two-hour workshop at the Social Media Marketing Workshops. Very specific methods. I'm looking forward to, to seeing the participants there. Awesome. Mari, if people want to follow you or go contact you in any way, where would you love to send them? Well, my Facebook page at Mari Smith and then join my group is uh, my social scoop. And pretty much anywhere is at Mari Smith. Instagram is Mari underscore Smith. Join me on Clubhouse at Mari Smith on Clubhouse. Yes. Not and I'm at Selzner on Clubhouse. And we have a social media examiner club on Clubhouse now, by the I way, which is really, that. really exciting. So folks, please do check out Mari. She's absolutely amazing. She's like the first person whenever new stuff happens. She writes all about it, all over her pages and stuff. And And if you're interested, check out our upcoming social media marketing workshops. The URL is socialmediaexaminer.com slash WS21. Mari, thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate you coming on today. You're so welcome. Can we just tell people when that is? When which is? The workshops? Yeah. Yeah, the workshops start in the first week in March. And by the way, folks, if you love listening to podcasts, uh, check out my other show, which Mari's been on like the most, like six or seven times. It's called the Social Media Marketing Podcast. And until next time, everyone, may you make wise decisions with your marketing. Catch you next week. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. 
Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.